0: What's happening? It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm, sure. stay f- Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the Afternoon Stretch now, 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach.
1: clock here in the music city so you know what time it is time for the afternoon stretch here on nashville sports radio bruno reagan devil mckenzie zach williams here inside the strike and spare family fun center studio i hope everybody is having a terrific monday it's 63 degrees and sunny outside feels good on this february 6th And it's time for the afternoon stretch. 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you here till 6 o'clock today. A lot happening in the world of sports. We have a full two-hour post-Pro Bowl breakdown to get into. Full two hours of Pro Bowl flag football talk today, Bruno. Oh,
2: no, I didn't watch it.
1: I'm like who cares i people were excited for it i guess i don't
2: know i've seen a lot of people have opinions on it which i guess is good if they just change the format every three years we're all gonna end up talking about it so hey i i can't state this enough i really don't care Derek carr was on the pro bowl this year he didn't deserve to be there let's stop talking about it or excuse me i don't even know his name who's the ravens quarterback tyler huntley, tyler huntley. thank yes, you. Snoop Huntley. no <laughs> yeah, he this is a joke
1: that one was a joke. That was an absolute joke. That was an absolute travesty, but I, it really just goes to the idea that who cares? Yes, nobody cared. nobody it really did, did, did it make a difference in anybody's eyes Did they watch the Pro Bowl and say, "What a fun flag football game?" No, that didn't happen. No. nope, that just the game went I honestly Well, Devlin
2: texted me. he said he loved the Pro Bowl. Devlin said. loved the Pro Bowl. Did you have a good time at the Pro Bowl?
1: What? <laughs> you, you were texting. I remember that. You were texting the group chat saying how great you thought the he flag football. You said the
2: football, format of the Pro Bowl reminds me of my playing days. You said Travon
1: Diggs pulls a flag better than anybody you've ever seen. I Yes. I couldn't agree with myself more.
2: <laughs> Devlin, you ever thought about doing something intramural? No. Like, or like club? No. Like you not going to the YMCA signing up for a team?
3: Only thing that I would do, like act, active-wise, is some cornhole. Uh, pretty <laughs> decent at cornhole. You gotta have the beer. You're in the really left against hand like to, to physical balance. activity. Don't do it, Yeah. I just don't. Which is crazy
2: because you're like by far the lightest guy on the show.
3: Yeah, I just don't. Well, do look, ever.
1: I gotta say this, Devlin. You are lighter than everybody on this show. It didn't take much.
2: <laughs> I said by far.
1: I know that's what I'm just yeah. saying. It's just like it's you. Di-
2: you're good, good. But, but I work out like it feels like way too much. Yeah, and I'm still this big. You know. Yeah, I'm the most out of shape on the show. You don't think you can run 140 yard sprints? No
1: oh god is it 140 yards or is it 140 yards
2: 100 reps of 40 yards okay that's
1: what i was trying to figure out i could do do one rep of that (laughs) one sprint one good sprint give it all give it all you had how fast could your 40 be right now
2: like legitimately what do you think your 40 is right now do i
1: have cleats or no
2: what is does it What's matter? The, the fastest possible <laughs> 40 you could run.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're wearing, like, you, you shaved all the night before, you're aerodynamic, got baby oil on. You got I, a Manscaped thing, yeah. you're ready to go.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, 3-9. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a real, are you being real right now? Oh, of course. Yeah.
2: I would love to, s- we should do, uh, I wish we could get Greg Poke to run a 40. That'd be awesome.
1: He could run it, and and it it'd be a couple days, but he'd get it done. <laughs> I, I bet he'd run, run a four ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's some running humor for everybody out there on this Monday. Uh, yeah, like a like we should do a WNSR Olympics. You know? Oh my god! Or or Maybe. the WNSR Combine.
2: I wish. Yeah.
1: Get some of the listeners on there. Yeah, bring in. Uh, we'll bring in Mike and Melrose. Let him. Let him hit how many two, how many uh, how many reps of two twenty five can he put up? <laughs> <laughs> just just get all get everybody involved with it. We could yeah. probably do it as strike and spare. Get Philip Cox out there; he can do the shuttle the three cone shuttle.
2: I was throwing <laughs> around two fifty last week. It felt good. Yeah. Just bang bang bang. I how many like, did you get? Uh, of two twenty five. Yeah. Uh, my highest training was twenty six, and that pro day I got twenty
1: three. What was it, Larry Allen got that one time? 49 was like something crazy
2: it was 49 he got to the 49th one i think and then just it looked like he was still not trying he was just like nope
1: (laughs) i saw i saw there was
2: uh hey that guy was a tank
1: no he was way different than everyone else you know what (laughs) i mean like he's it's not fair to show highlights of him and what he was doing compared to like athletes he looked like he
2: was like 380 though like he looked huge no he was
1: huge uh but i saw a video over the weekend somebody spliced together like pro, what Pro Bowls were in 2006 compared to what Pro Bowls Pro Bowls are today, and it showed Larry Allen just banging out all the 225s in Honolulu, and then it cut to like them having a water balloon fight. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, that's a tough scene right now. How do you how do you argue against that at all uh, with what the Pro Bowl was? I get, it, I'm I'm glad they're not like at least the flag football takes it away from being like a serious football match. You know what I mean? Like, that whole idea of they're padding up and they're going out there. Let's well, tell that to Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, man. He he hit Tyree
2: Kill, and everybody was like, oh, this is more dangerous. Uh, uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't, just, there's no, nothing that makes these morons happy. <sighs> no.
1: No, there is not.
2: Hey, uh, uh, can we stop talking about the Pro Bowl? I'm actually sick of it. It's making me violently angry. Who
1: cares? Way too angry on a Monday.
2: Yeah, that's, it's bad vibes. We All right, about
1: that. then let's go away from talking about the Pro Bowl and talk about how Tom Brady looks so good right now. <laughs> Did we see the Instagram post? That guy is hot. And I, That's the thing. I
2: wonder what my peak f- physique would look like. Because if I could be – hey, if you're a dude and you saw that Tom Brady picture and you're like oh. – if you look like Tom Brady, you 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 should post like that. You should make... Oh, po- guys, I would be unbearable. I want you to understand something. I would be unbearable
1: if I looked half like Tom I would have, Brady I would on have Instagram. done the arm
2: up. I would have done the yeah. arm up. Oh, my legs
1: are spread. I'm wearing the tightest clothes you could ever find in your life. I would be unbearable, okay?
2: I'm doing the arm up easily, you know? I'm a dude, By shave my armpits 100%.
1: I'm shaving everything. I'm posting everything. Yes, no. If I looked like that, let alone... If I looked like that at 29, let alone... What is he, 40, 12, 49? He's 400 years and old. He's so ba- old. We're
2: getting into bro talk right now, essentially. It's sports-related, so it's fun, but a lot of people were in the comments of that they're like she's not coming back bro that is not for that is not to get back your girl
1: giselle no that is not he's not like i'm gonna show you what you're missing
2: i guarantee you listen (laughs) when i i've had like two moments where like i popped off on social media like to an extent like 3,000 notifications on instagram before that jujitsu contest Mm -hmm. if i get dms from attractive women if bruno reagan if that happens to me, pigs can fly. Tom Brady's getting a thousand, <laughs> easy, oh a thousand, easy a, of, thousand. I mean, a thousand of the hottest women you would ever imagine. <laughs> so yeah, I don't blame him.
1: Tom Brady's getting so many married women. Yes, you know what I'm saying. It's, yes. it's wrong, but he's getting them. He's it's just that's that's that guy looks so good. You got to give it to him. Now also, it's like post football body. So he's down the oh yeah the way. give it a year give it a year yeah yeah yeah. he's he he so reportedly 2024 is going to be his year but he goes into fox yes so i guess next he's taking a year off yeah he's gonna take a year off which is his, smart
2: his explanation was like i want to learn the thing well, we'll see what he does yeah
1: i mean no it's smart i think it's good there needs to be a buffer there needs to be a buffer for these you know athletes tom brady obviously one of the greatest in the game but he, don't just throw him in the booth i feel like monday night football learned that from jason Witten. You, put, you throw yeah. Jason Witten into Monday Night Football, that guy was shaking like a leaf. That's he crazy. was so clearly scared, which, don't blame him. You know, how many pe- Devlin, you know how many people watch Monday Night Football? No. A lot. A lot. Now picture a lot of those people, and you know, and they say, all right, we're going live, <laughs> and now you have 45 million people, not that much, but still, you have a lot of people watching you, and you've never spoke on air before. You've never done it. You've only done interviews. You've never actually been on a microphone. And then you're on something that is established as Monday Night Football.
2: I've watched people quiver doing high school football shows. So, Oh, man.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to. You. It, it takes a little bit. That's why they make these broadcast boot camps and stuff. I feel like players think, all right, I could just jump right in and we'll go. No, there's a, there's a, there's a learning curve to all of this stuff. Just because you're great at the thing does not mean you're great at talking about the thing. Tom Brady's going to do a good job, but he – I mean, you, you got to take a little time. I think it, it's honestly kind of arrogant because I'm not saying, like, I'm just some guy who walk on and do all this stuff. I'm not that, but I've taken time to learn how to do this, and I still have miles of learning. I still have so far to go in learning on, on this business. But, like, to watch, like, these people that just play the game, they just jump on the mic and they're like, I got it. It's like, no, you don't, bro. Not until you sit there and get in it. There's so many people. I could do. i I can. Do, I've, I, can t- I can't tell you how many times. Cause I hate going to like a bar or something like that, and then somebody just finds out what I do, and they're like, "Oh, oh, you talk talk radio, man. I could do that. This stuff's fun. Yeah, you can't. You can't. It's tough. I know people." i can't even call into the show they tell me they're like i can't call i want to call in
2: who was your I- mentor because i've kind of adapted your style too so in a way in jiu-jitsu I've had a
1: couple different ones in
2: jiu-jitsu and judo we call it uh, your lineage which is where like your black belts evolve. Mm. everyone devolves from Jigoro kano who invented judo who then taught me me who invented brazilian jiu-jitsu with the gracies and then it goes down the line so you can track back your instructors all the way to your to the origin So that's something media people, (laughs) because it's no secret, you know, Darren is like a George Plaster, like, you know, kind of era guy. Mm. Willie Donick, he's a George Plaster era guy. So I just wonder how far the rabbit hole goes. I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. You should take that page from Judo and Jiu Jitsu because it is interesting looking back at all your instructors.
1: I think there's a little bit of just taking it from everywhere. Like Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady, what's he going to do? He's going to talk to Jim Nance, he's going to talk to. you know, all these big names. He's going to talk to Joe Buck, probably. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Tucker, yeah. Joe Rogan. No, for sure. Probably that one, for sure. That, that,
2: that one will probably happen, yeah.
1: But, yeah, he's going he's gonna to talk to all these guys and, and go, okay, this is, you know, how do I learn this? How do I do this? So, taking a year is smart.
2: Tom how, Tom, Tom, how do you look so good at your age? Well, Joe, I just I take the vaccine every two weeks, and uh, <laughs> it keeps me young. I <laughs> mean, just comes up that there's no way you work for fox and say that but
1: oh man yeah fox sold out all their uh their super bowl ads by the way to, so they could pay for you, your usfl
2: the, yeah they sold devlin how much do you think a 30 second ad is 30,
1: 30 second ad super in the super bowl, bowl. one 50 million Okay, well, I mean, you just shoot some moon, I guess.
2: (laughs) It's not bad. It's seven. still a
1: lot of money. Seven million (laughs) dollars. Still (laughs) a lot.
3: You guys feel dumb because I
1: overshot. (laughs) I
3: mean, yeah, we got to make it so
1: small. Devlin's millions of dollars he has just raking in, you know, like, golly. (laughs) Fifty million. There's nothing worse than ruining a story. Just assume. Anytime someone asks oh, that. that's
2: just like the guy at a friend group or a bar who like steals your punchline from you. Yeah, well, nothing worse than those people. Just
1: bit killing right there. That's all that was. <laughs> Devlin knew what he was doing. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> you have a good weekend,
2: Devlin. You, had, you had your
1: girl in town. Yeah, had a great time. Yeah, yeah. What's that
2: like? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Bruno does not know. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> well,
1: Nashville though too.
3: Oh yeah, no. It's if you went alone, it's it's,
1: it's expensive. It's
3: strictly because it's
1: Nashville. <laughs> what? What are you sad about? Fourteen dollar bottles of beer. <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't happen every day downtown Nashville. Yeah, where'd y'all end up going? Y'all you went to FGL. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's just right there. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, how's that bar still open? I thought they broke up. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, the band. The band broke up. Yeah, I guess they just keep. I guarantee
2: you. I guarantee FGL is like they like somehow worked out the rights, but the guy who owns the bar is probably nowhere. Like I think they own it.
1: That's the whole thing. All these Mm. country stars started buying their own bar to like you know.
2: Did they buy it, or did their agency buy it? You know. Well, that's a bigger story. Timberlake's got one too.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like a big musicians buy all of them Mm -hmm. just to like. To help preserve downtown Nashville or something like that. And charge people thirty dollars. Well,
2: <laughs> you can come to Clarksville and hang out with me. There you go.
1: Yeah, I get free we'll drinks go, out there.
2: We we'll go to the one bar down there. <laughs> they like pay you to come here. Please, yeah. take our drink. <laughs>
3: Please hang out with us. <laughs> Is that a problem? <laughs> people hate
2: Clarksville. Drink your
1: well water up there. <laughs> hey,
2: we got some good beer in Clarksville. Straight up, we got some. We got some good reds. We got some good tans. It, it, you got to come try it. Don't drink. Oh yeah, well that's, that's
1: a- all. I mean, I think that's the only thing I'd want to do. I think do about I hate drinking. I th-
2: I think drinking is like pretty. It, it, well, the process that what drinking does to you is awesome. I hate the taste of beer and liquor. At least liquor gets it, you know, to your endpoint faster. So I usually <laughs> opt for that. But they got good beer in Clarksville. Straight up, <laughs> that's not a fact. Or that's not. No, I don't think it is. I think
1: you're (laughs) right on that one. I think you're right on that one. A lot of things happened over the weekend. Obviously. Uh, the Kyrie trade news. When y'all first read that, mm. I think y'all, I was on the golf course. Y'all were texting me. I looked down. Y'all, I just, I just see Devlin. My favorite is Devlin. Just one word texting Kyrie. Or no, what'd you say? <laughs> Mavs. That's all Mavs. you said. Yeah. There was, I, was I like, just
2: saw that tweet when he sent that. I went, <gasps> and I looked down and Devlin texted us. Mavs.
1: <laughs> That's all it said was Mavs. And I was like, well, what's that mean? I, I like went to check a score or something. Didn't even think about it. And then all of a sudden I see. Uh I mean everybody seems like they are wildly shocked by Kyrie going to Dallas. Well, I mean
2: I said it on Friday. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. Devlin suggested Mavs were a potential landing point, right? Well, insider. Ky- Kyrie is this interesting case because it's like it's the devil, you know, right? We know he has these he has this like flimsiness to his what makes him go. He obviously loves basketball and he's obviously very talented about it. But there's always something that holds him back. What was the most recent thing? Sadly, it was the political stances. It was it wasn't even the stances, it was the silly video he retweeted that got him a lot of heat. Then before that it was the vaccine, and then before that something in Boston. Like we just don't know what makes this guy go. Like what's it, and what's his goal now? Some people's goal when they play it isn't a championship, frankly, it's to maybe get a title and something else like a scoring title or MVP. Rogers clearly comes out. Aaron Rodgers comes out. And he's like, I think I could get an MVP. And Gronk's like, Why not talk a Super Bowl? Because people's goals are different. We just don't know what Kyrie wants. I guarantee you, Luka wants an NBA championship. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. But is Kyrie going to be committed to that? I don't know. Is it? The, is it even the best fit? Because you see Kyrie getting on your team, and you're like, this has to be a good thing. You know who thought that? Brooklyn. You know who thought that? Boston. You know? It's, so, I don't know.
3: What did you think about it, Devil? Kyrie to the Mavs? Yeah. I mean, it's, like any other team, yeah, it, it could be either amazing for them or it could be just catastrophic. I mean, this, this, this team could either go down in a ball of flames or it could shoot straight up the ladder and go to the number one team in the West because the West is completely wide open and if Kyrie and Luka can feed off of each other and play well together, that's the best team in the West. Yeah. Because Memphis right now is second, and <clears throat> Memphis stinks. Sorry. They, I, I, I want
1: to – don't answer it now. If callers want to jump in, we'll talk about it on the other side. 615-844-5600. Who is better? Who would you rather have on your team right now? Mm. Kyrie Irving, John Morant. Call in. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in later on in the show in the 5 o'clock hour at 525 we're gonna have josh bow he covers the mavs we're gonna talk about it from the mavs side because it brings a lot of baggage it brings a lot of baggage coming
2: in with if kyrie you're co- irving if you're covering dallas you're just go your your entire workload just went through the roof uh,
1: at jr said it best business is about to pick up that is what's about <laughs> to happen right now all right if you want to jump in though 615-844-5600
4: Good afternoon. I'm looking at a serious wreck in Rutherford County. It's 24 eastbound near 840. It looks like it's going to be out here for a bit. Again, so expect delays here in this section of Rutherford County on 24 eastbound right at 840. It's been busy out here already on 24, just trying to get out through here. Had that earlier crash westbound 24 uh, over there uh, right near Briley Parkway between Harding Place and Briley. That's starting to look a little bit better. Nash Painting is Middle Tennessee's number one residential and commercial painters. Give them a call at Nash Painting at 615, area code 912-2288. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
6: Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR sky scan forecast for this afternoon. Mostly sunny skies, a high of 62. Cloudy skies tonight, an overnight low of 45 with for a southeast wind at 25 miles per hour. Utilizing the resources of the Wet Above Network's The Average Sports Radio WNSR's The
5: Afternoon Stretch.
1: The afternoon stretch, Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams. Before we went into the break last segment, I posed a question. I posed it on Twitter as well if anybody wants to join in on the conversation there on our live Twitter feed, National Sports Radio. Who would you rather have, Kyrie Irving, John Morant? Because that, we're going to see this matchup. I have a feeling looking into my crystal ball, looking into the future of the NBA, this is going to come to a head. I don't know if it's going to be conference finals. I don't know where it's going to be, but this is this matchup right here is going to come to a head. You can't tell me that Ja Morant didn't have the back of his neck hairs just start rising up when he heard Kyrie Irving was showing up in Dallas to challenge for the West.
2: Well, it should be rising up because they're frankly just the, – the team – it's not the end of the world. Relax. But do elite teams have stretches like this? I don't watch enough basketball to know. Did did Golden State ever have a run like this? Did for sure.
1: There's the, t- I mean, good teams can have bad stretches. That does this happen.
2: one just seems to be really, really bad. Like
1: absurdly so. It's so bad that they're only four and a half games back. From first place. Yes,
2: I know. Which is insane. Which is, I think, uh, next time we'll talk to Eric Tastletine, I'll ask him. But I think this is the best the Grizzlies have ever been, still in this stage of the season, right? When they were making their runs a year ago, two years ago, they actually had even slower starts. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, they're still improving as a team year to year to year, even at this point in the in the season.
1: So they are what, one of one and nine out of the last ten? Currently, oh, that are two and eight, but yeah, it's something like terrible. that. Yeah, depending on where you start the math, and they're still sitting 32 and 21,
3: which that would be what sixth, seventh place if they were in the east.
1: Yes, yeah, no, the e look for some weird warped reality that I don't know when it happened. I really don't know when it happened. The west. You just saw all these pe- I mean, you had gold showing. <laughs> it's, like destroying-
2: myth- it's like the myth of the Democrats or Republicans, like, flitching pol- switching policy, like, in the oh. 90s. They're like, there was a flip one time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, something. You blinked your eyes, and then all of a sudden, I mean, LeBron in the West, and the West goes down. And LeBron's a part of that, by the way. Mm-hmm. They're also. Very much. You see, you see him tweet, It was like, maybe it's me, or something like that.
2: <laughs> I did see that. that I don't know if awesome. it's a real
1: tweet. I did see it, though. I- I'm, like, worried that it's not it's real. real I- it was a real tweet, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know what to happen, but yes, the East is much better, but I would, I would make the argument that the better talent is still in the West. It doesn't represent on the, on the, 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 the schedule or whatever you want to say, the standings, but I would say the better talents in the West.
3: Yeah. Uh, you could say the better talent is in the West, but the f- better teams are in the East. I mean, obviously that, that goes without saying, but. I mean, LeBron, Luka, all those guys that are in the West are obviously better players than, you know, I'm using the Celtics as an example, but Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But they're a better team, and they play better. Yeah. And they will destroy them in the playoffs. <laughs> not biased at all on that one, are no, you? No, not at all.
1: So let's go around the room. What are y'all's picks? Let's start with you, Bruno. Would you have John Morant or Kyrie Irving?
2: So this is an open-ended question, so I'm going to interpret it myself. If I, I could doc- give you
1: some stats if you wanted.
2: Uh, tell me afterwards, because okay. I still, I my decision would be John Morant all the same. My it's person, right
1: now, and I don't want you to take this as like what's the future of the team. I'm that's about what this that's season. what
2: that's why I'm answering it in a dynasty perspective. Yeah, well, yeah. I would still pick John Morant because I'm a big talent guy. Like I, I am what I hate. The reason I didn't make it into the NFL was because I I didn't have a lot of upside talent wise, and I get it. And I would make – if I was the Colts, I'd probably make the same decision on me over, like, the Javon Patterson who they signed over me because he was a much more talented guy. He had injury problems. I would take John Morant, too, and he's still day-to-day on his own injuries, but that's a young, electric talent that seems like he's – it seems like he's priming for his own Giannis Antetokounmpo season, right, where he, he just wills it to happen. That's what a John Morant feels like. It feels like a ticking time bomb where you're going to get one. Kari's already had his, and it's been proven that he can't do it alone, Right. So if I'm just picking one or the other, I'm taking John Morant every time.
3: Devlin? Yeah, I'd probably pick John Morant. I think I think there's more talent with Kyrie personally, and this might be a hot take, but I don't think John Morant gets to the level that Luca and Giannis and those top guys are at. I think John Morant is a fantastic player. I just don't think he's at that good. Um, but would I rather build a team around John Morant? Yeah, he's younger. I don't think he'll quit on the organization the moment they're <laughs> doing bad. And I think that's a huge upside for John Morant rather than Kyrie Irving. I don't trust Kyrie Irving to sit on a team for longer than a year at this point.
2: Ja also has that young, like, young ignorance to him where he's still trying to prove himself. He's one of the most explosive players in the league. And you had a good point. You know, he might not be, even be the most talented. He's the most explosive, but what does that translate to, wise, you know, on the sheets and the analytics? Probably not even that much. It's just exciting to watch.
1: Well, if so. you look at the season stats breakdown and, like, the percentile of throughout the season per player – number 11th in points per game is Kyrie Irving fits his number the number 10 it's John Morant. They're 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 pretty neck and neck outside of the assist category they are a very close comparison if you just took the name away and looked at the stats they are almost identical across the board and what they're going to be doing and what they bring to a team now with that being said whose situation would you rather be in to win a championship this year
2: Mm, I got to go with Dallas because Luka is a w- ma, ma, monster, a freak. That guy is insane. Him and Joker are, I mean, just they break all the stereotypes where they could probably be like quarterback in the National Football League. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it just doesn't make sense. The, the, you think the face of the NBA would be these two guys? Get out of here. I don't know. He's, he's a freak of nature. That guy is a monster. So I'd probably go with Dallas.
3: Dallas is terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I they're they're scary. And like I said, if they can make it work with Luka and Kyrie, they're probably going to win the West. <laughs>
2: This is like, <laughs> this is like when the ger- the Germans like started to really just pop out of nowhere, you know? What? <laughs> I, was, I meant I meant it to say it in ancient Roman times they got the chariots and all that, but it didn't it didn't go out well. <laughs> That's uh. Hey, sometimes you shoot and you miss.
1: D- if you want to cancel Bruno Reagan's at Bruno Reagan on Twitter, who was
2: the one guy that did like say something like that? Like there was a Sports take guy who was on a national level and definitely said the same thing and everyone was like that's dumb but at least it was dumb and not dumb you know (laughs) uh
1: yeah no I I think the the easy answer to all that is the Mavs and that that's what's so interesting about this I don't know how much Steven Adams really matters I, I think we're seeing Steven Adams really really does matter to that Memphis Grizzlies team. He's an unsung hero. He's top five, I believe, before the injury in rebounds, average average rebounds a game. He is he has been such a linchpin for that team that you just don't realize until he's gone. And that I mean, that is the one commonality with him being out, his injury. That's, that's
2: with these losses. That's the tough thing about uh an analytic or a personnel or you know, A manager sort of position you have to look at your team and be like well is steven adams that's the common denominator we were we were on a tear and we were a top team in the west now we've lost x guy and then losses came right so is that a cause and effect is that connected that's your job is to find out personally i would assume it shouldn't be that but obviously as the control group rises of games that they keep losing without steven adams it it just kind of validates itself so I guess there is something there if it was four games five games six games yeah whatever one out of the last eight or nine that's that's it starts to become a trend
3: how
1: old do you think Luke is by the way 25 25 Devlin yeah 26 twenty seven it's twenty three yeah <laughs> he's 23 yeah. years old uh th- this kid' this kid's gonna be a problem him and John Moran' the same age <laughs> I mean I'm the same age it's just crazy because they're <laughs> yeah, also yeah, Devlin, think about that. Luka and Kyrie are the same age.
2: <laughs> like, how tall is Luca? Like
1: six seven, sir. It's
2: hard to believe he's twenty three because he is six foot seven. You're just like that's a thirty year old. That's a thirty five year old man.
1: Yeah, no, he looks he looks on average as a thirty five year old man. That's that's the thing. His birthday is uh, coming up this month, so he'll be twenty four by the end of this year.
2: But so will John mm-hmm. Morant. But it's crazy. And, and I just remembered. You remember the Der- infamous Derek Dooley press conference? That's what it was. He was like, "We're looking over the cliff for the Germans." that's what that's That's what what. it was so i had to remind you when i remember (laughs) it was just
1: all of a sudden you know i started talking about germany you know (laughs) 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in we want to talk to you let's go to the phone lines kenny the mailman kenny how are you doing on this blessed day
7: that you just ruined my trip down memory lane for you it was Derek Dooley at a press conference compared (laughs) his team to the Germans at D-Day, how surprised they were. And it that went over about like a Chinese balloon over America. <laughs> nice. Yeah, people were looking around going, what? Oh. Yeah, we don't compare a team with the Germans. No. But you know what? I need to take this opportunity. I need to apologize to our friend Bruno Reagan.
2: Mm, why?
7: Bruno, you go, are you going to accept my apology? Yeah, of course. Now, three or four times, we really had a good laugh talking about the uh, ice cream incident, didn't we? The Mm. Metropolitan Ice Cream. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If you listen to the promo, I was laughing so hard that we let our buddy Zach Williams off the hook with what he said. What he said. Have have you ever caught what he said in the promo? Uh (laughs)
8: Uh-oh.
7: Listen to the very end, and Zach Williams says, Oh, man, you threw off my equator. I think he meant equilibrium, which means balance, (laughs) because I sure don't think he means that he owns the imaginary line that separates the northern and And, southern hemisphere.
2: That's a great point, Kenny. We have to remember Zach didn't graduate from a Vanderbilt or a private school. We have to remember remember Zach. That
7: threw off your equilibrium, <laughs> not your equator.
1: Kenny, I feel attacked. I feel attacked <laughs> here, Kenny.
7: <laughs> well, you feel almost like the Germans at D-Day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm,
1: ah! I'm so surprised. It's all right back. Inside.
7: Thank I love laughing with y'all and listening every day.
1: You literally, you never know what you're going to hear. <laughs> hey, so hey, have a great you. day. Appreciate it, Kenny. That that. I think I thought that was a thing that's right to say. My equator is off, like is like my middle, right? Like I
2: think that's a southern thing to say. It could very be. much not a. I well, think Kenny's it's a cult-
1: very southern. I, I think would- it's a
2: cultural. Th- well, if well, Kenny sounds like an educated man, so it probably just doesn't make sense.
1: I have a bachelor's degree. I don't like to flaunt it, but I got it from the University of Tennessee hmm. at Chattanooga.
2: We've never we've never seen that. We've never seen that degree.
1: Definitely got a kick out of that one. <laughs> Definitely got a kick out of that one. Do you think I was going to stop at just University of Tennessee? That was good. <laughs> yeah. My degree, I'm I, UTC grad. My degree says University of Tennessee. Nothing about Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. The only thing you would know of it's Chattanooga because I have it in a frame uh, that you know it's in the Chattanooga stuff. But it's a t- University of Tennessee degree. I could I could just lie and be like, "Yep, go balls." <laughs> if I wanted to, it's weird that it has that.
2: Vanderbilt grad.
1: I still haven't seen yours. <laughs> I have photos of me. You know who I graduated
2: with? It's on my Instagram. You yeah. can go look. You know who I graduated with? My dog's with? biting my hair in the picture.
4: What's up?
1: I graduated with uh, Mr. Belvedere, the uh, principal from uh, uh, Saved by the Bell. He was three credit hours short. He went to UTC when he was uh, like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and he was three credit hours short of finishing his degree before he went off to be an actor or whatever. And uh, I think it is Mr. Belvedere. I think that's the the principal from Saved by the Bell. All the same is uh, the principal from Saved by the Bell. Uh... He uh, three three credit hours short, and they made like a whole documentary about him, like coming back and finishing. I think he did like an online class or something like that to to get his degree. But yeah, we walked. We were like right next to each other. My my uncle was freaking out. Could not care less about me graduating. <laughs> at all. He was just like, "Oh my gosh!" He took he posted all I these photos. I think that's
2: real. I appreciate your uncle for that. Don't fake it. You know, <laughs> if you if you're freaking out for another reason, hey like, bro, you didn't even know this was happening
1: <laughs> until you got here. You got here for me. No. Nope.
2: I appreciate your uncle for being honest and just being like, uh, he was very excited. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, you congrats, but come on.
1: (laughs) I wonder if that's how people look at Kyrie Irving. Showing up in Dallas.
2: That's how they look at when you walk into the room, and then they're like, hey, Zach, and then I walk in behind you, they're like, no
1: way, that's Bruno No Reagan. way, he's that fat?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought it was just a fun joke on uh, an air.
2: <laughs> that's not what they say. They go, that guy is so- They go, so-
1: oh, no. <laughs> they go, that guy must be
2: the ultimate warrior. That's what, that's what they think. They go, that, guy is, that guy's seen, he's been in the trenches, and he's persevered. What a struggler.
1: if you want to jump in we got to run to a break before we go to the break though you know we got to talk about our friends over at slim chickens located Mount juliet murfreesboro and hendersonville look if you haven't had slim chickens if you haven't tried it yet do me a favor one try it two do it the right way download that slim chickens app that is the best way to get it download the app and then right there on the app you can order it for maybe Uh, delivery to your home, office, wherever, or you can be like me and get it Carry out to go, right there. Order right there. Pick it up. Skip the line. Skip the wait. It's so simple. You build up points for free desserts. I did that over the weekend. Actually, got me a free uh, uh, dessert jar. They're in the jar. Has the, I think Bruno had one of those too. It's Oreo cheesecake jar. Oh my goodness! Oh, Can't dude. even. Yeah. Those jars are insane. They were amazing. And then you get to take the nice glass mason jar with you as well. It's mm-hmm. perfect. But do it all on the Slim Chickens app. Go see them in person once again. That is in Murfreesboro, Mount Juliet, and Hendersonville. Slim Chickens Wing tenders, and more.
4: Good afternoon. Still a bit slow from an earlier crash on 24 eastbound at 840 out here in Rutherford County. Again, you're able to get around it a little bit more. Uh, still some rubbernecking and, and slow traffic on 24 eastbound. Again, as you approach 840 in Rutherford County, watch for radar in Wilson County this afternoon into the evening on I-40 out through Mount Juliet. Nash Painting Services, all of Middle Tennessee. If you want it done right the first time, and I know you do, call these guys at Nash Painting, area code 615-912. 2288. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
9: strong insurers call 800 715 that's right annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report both absolutely free for calling today call 800-715-9880 that's 800-715-9880 sponsored by annuity general producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term
10: hi this is joe cordell with the law firm cordell and cordell divorce can be complicated especially if children are involved if you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives remember cordell and cordell we've helped men with matters like these for 30 years and we'd love to help you
6: contact cordell and cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's nashville area attorneys a men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com.
11: Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike.
2: Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper.
11: It could be your water, Mike.
2: Oh. That's harsh.
11: More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? (laughs) Yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com.
5: Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards.
1: It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Coming off his second straight SEC win, this one at the bank. Clark Lee, thanks so much for joining us.
9: Hey, this is my favorite time of the week to be with you guys. So
1: I'm (laughs) happy to be here. If you think that's not going to be on a promo, Clark, you are sadly mistaken. (laughs) Clark, you just
2: made the haters so furious. (laughs) So thank you very
1: much.
0: The afternoon stretch.
2: Afternoon stretch
0: with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan.
5: Call in now to The Afternoon Stretch, 615-844-5600, and be the most talented person on the show.
1: The Afternoon Stretch, Bernard Reagan, Devin McKenzie, Zach Williams, Zach Williams, again. Messed up. And that's okay. We had Kenny call me out on a mess up, and now I messed up again. It's uh, Mr. Belding, not Mr. Belvedere. Dennis Haskins was the guy who graduated with me. I, I... Never watched that show. Never watched that show. Let's go to Eric in Nashville. Eric, how you doing, buddy?
7: Hey guys, yeah, uh, you did. Because what I meant is, the, the guy on the show, his the principal's name was Mr. Belding. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere was a butler for Bob Eucer's show. <laughs> the start, show the son Bob Euker, So y'all did it again. In fact, the guy that was also the butler, he also if you remember, went to the show Fantasy Island* and replaced uh, *Hervey Villachase, who was tattooed. Because he had a contract dispute, so guys, y'all did it again. If <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Belding <laughs> was, was the principal at uh, Bayside High, not Mr. Belvedere, Mr. <laughs> Belvedere was a butler. And it was the show that starred Bob euchre
1: See, I knew Dennis the man, all right? I didn't know the act, uh, the actor side of him. That's, that, that's the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah look, yeah. also, we've said this at the beginning, too, Eric, of the show. If it yeah. didn't happen before, if it happened before the year 2000, we don't know
7: <laughs> it, okay? And we'll, yeah, we'll wear yeah, that yeah. with a badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> but it seems like y'all just having this misspelled to this step i know i'm just picking at your message with you but i just figured you wanted all to know the information guys <laughs>
1: thanks hey eric we appreciate you listening buddy
7: hey y'all take care we'll talk to you soon
1: thanks buddy that's a good one hey happens to the absolute best of us because it just happened to me
2: well i and i come on air and i'm I don't care about being right about really anything. <laughs> you lie. I well, I try. <laughs> I try to avoid lying if it's not funny. But ever, there's a lot of people on Nashville Airwaves that, 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 that care about being right, and you can go listen to them be right. I don't care. I just want to be entertaining. Try to be right. Yeah. I, I just want to be entertaining. That's what I care about. And then every now and then, with something I can offer insight in, like I'll, oh line play, I'll do it. But. I just want to have fun.
1: You wanna you wanna hear something that's a weird story? This one coming out of Denver. Uh, I didn't know this. I didn't know I didn't this know throughout the season. Maybe it was talked about, maybe local media, or if you you hyper focus on the local markets and things like that. Uh head coach Sean Payton was out answering questions now, new head coach to the Denver Broncos, and a reporter asked him a question about outside staff members coming into team facilities. Listen to this. On the 30 Coach,
4: uh, Russell Wilson had a, a personal coach, Jake Heaps, <laughs> in the building with access who wasn't on the staff. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with that. How, how do you feel about um, players having their
10: own people off the staff in the building, access to players? Yeah, that's
9: foreign to me. That, that's not going to take place here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it, but our staff will be here, our players will be here, and that'll be it. Coach Allen,
2: now nah, this is the re- that, hey Sean Payton's uh, stock skyrocketed a little bit. It's amazing how a little clip can uh, change an opinion on somebody. I didn't know Sean Payton or really like I didn't watch him carefully through the Drew Brees years and how he handled things. I know he had hit squads out on people or whatever, so that was pretty lame. It wasn't him; it was Greg Williams. I get it, but it still under happened under his rule. Listen, that's true like the fact that Russ could Russ got all these things with coming to Denver, right? He got his he got a special parking spot. He got his own office away from the locker room, I think. And now we know that he had people who were off the Broncos payroll in the Broncos building with him, right? Which is and insane. That is so out of the ordinary. And let me tell you, out of the ordinary is not, is is only fine if what, Zach? If you're winning. If they were winning, if they were – if Sean Payton was taking over Super Bowl champs and they were like, this is the way we do things, he'd probably be like, okay, great. He's taking over uh, tr- Dumpster Fire. And so when you hear that, you're like, okay, that's something we're not going to do is that. Because what someone a – a personal coach would tell Russ against – a quarterbacks coach and the head coach and the OC and the O-line coach on what they want to do things. And you have this guy who's off the payroll in the building. No, that doesn't fly. So the fact he shut that down so early, he, he didn't, he wasn't diplomatic. He wasn't like, I'm going to go talk to Russ about it. And we'll make it. No, that ain't happening.
1: I'll tell you this word. I think that you're, what you said is wrong. I don't think he's taking over a dumpster fire. Dumpster fire is, is like, everything's bad. I think the, this is the, when I was trying, trying, I was trying to think, what would he's I say? Taking over, taking over a diamond in the rough. He's taking over a, a Lamborghini that was underwater. That's what he's taking over. It wasn't moving, it wasn't driving, but you can fix it. it it's been flooded. You can fix this because the pieces the Bronco have are great. They really are individually if you go through that you're like this is right. not right bad
2: i've yet to see jerry judy put on so jerry,
1: jerry judy had a big game against all his big games against the chiefs last year I know they
2: just couldn't win
1: they just couldn't <laughs> win but their defense is top tier in the nfl they have, with their wide receiver cores it is very elite I mean, the
2: defense got a lot of practice they got a lot of reps a lot out of there
1: reps you know, and if they could just get russell wilson to work and like javante williams coming back from injury he's a good running back he just had some costly fumbles right at the one yard line this season, which that happens. Ask Eric Henry. You know it doesn't take away your stock as a player, but I, I he's walking into a great situation in Denver. He is why it's a, it's not a dumpster fire. It's a Lamborghini that's been at the bottom of the lake, and now it's getting towed out. It's going to get dried off, and it's going to get put back together, and it's going to be what a Lamborghini. I re, I really I'm not not trying to overhype the Broncos going forward. But I could understand why they have success this next season. If if Sean Payton is really coming in and putting his foot down on some weird things that were going on, then, and maybe those are some of the weird things that were going on that the the higher-ups saw Nathaniel Hackett letting him get away, and they were like, Nathaniel Hackett doesn't have the backbone to tell Russell Wilson no. Sean Payton's going to no have one had that backbone.
2: Ba- no one had the backbone to tell Russell Sean Wilson Payton will no. do it. Yeah, which is why you get paid the big bucks, baby.
1: Yeah, so... Maybe that's maybe that's exactly what Russell Wilson. I don't needed.
2: like yeah, I don't like the whole when people get big contracts, I get it, you get like Tom Brady, he was getting the Wednesdays off, but that's twenty years of like goat he, he's the goat. He's the uniformed goat, so maybe some things slip away. Russell Wilson is not you are not better than anyone on this team. You're not a you're not a more valuable human. You're not a better man. I don't care what you say, I don't care if he's, you're, he's a future Hall of Famer. That is true. You are not more important than anyone here so stop all that
1: but but see Nathaniel Hackett let him get away and maybe Pete Carroll wasn't letting yeah and you know what
2: happened the players were screaming at Russell Wilson on the sideline which is a terrible look
1: yeah no that was and then
2: you have Richard Sherman coming out he's like "Uh, this guy sucks Uh,
1: (laughs) that still feels like Richard Sherman was just now getting onto the TNF stuff and was (laughs) like all right time to say something yeah texting Richard hey I'm sorry I'm about to say something real quick
2: I don't think it goes that deep I think he he might have not been like so he, that just was a silent opinion that he had that he was like, well, I'm in media, so I'm going to verbalize it. I yeah. don't think it goes that deep like, hey, Russ, I'm sorry I'm going to say this. I think it was like he thinks that. Show me he, the
1: text messages. I want to see it between them. Yeah. Let me see them. We need, we need to get those, get those receipts. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. We want to talk to you. We're going to take a break. When we come back, though, we'll finish up the first hour. Got a whole second hour coming up today on this Monday edition of the Afternoon Stretch.
4: Good afternoon. They're wrapping up a crash. I'm looking at it live here on 24 westbound near Harding Place. This is the second wreck that we've had out here in this location. And within the last hour, hour and a half, it's been slow coming in from Rutherford County to Nashville on 24 westbound because of these wrecks out here around Harding Place. I see traffic starting a little bit heavy. 40 east wanting to slow down around 109. Uh, as you make your way out uh, into Wilson County just before you get out to Lebanon. Nash Painting is Middle Tennessee's number one residential and commercial painters. Check them out online at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your
6: on-time traffic. Are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out? ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated, and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities. They make complex simple. Whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business, ABS Communications is here to help all your business, telecom, and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust, through transparency and accountability. ABS Communications is a top 5 AT&T authorized agent with over 200 years of AT&T technical experience. You can call Mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscommm.net. And remember, mention the McFarland show to ABS and you could get up to $250 in a Visa gift card for new ABS business customers.
11: They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. Thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 2 Visit JacksonHewitt.com for rules.
1: It's a Bill King show.
6: In Little League football, they play it off. You can't do it in college football, Bill. You got to come up with a bunch of computers and some BCS cockamamie scheme. My answer was yes. It's unique. Absolutely love. I go into my garage every day and
5: make
0: sure there are no dust particles on those BCS computers. I do that. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The Afternoon Stretch,
5: the show endorsed by News Channel 5's John Burton.
1: The Afternoon Stretch. Brenna Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. AJ Green retiring. E so good. Well, was McFarland? I think when I was riding in, I heard the McFarlands. They were talking about, "Is he Hall of Fame?" Yeah. I, I think I agree with them. They're he's they're not. He's not a Hall of Famer. He he might get in, but I don't think he has the the real qualifications to get into be a Hall of Famer. He was a monster player when he was in his prime. He was great. If he was on a bigger market team, would he be a Hall of Famer? I think so.
3: That's such my. Mm, I- I
1: know that's you're right no it's I mean why are why are the national shows still talking about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys they have no reason to talk about it, but they talk about because they're a big market they're a big market their biggest names but they, who cares but AJ Green being in Cincinnati having Andy Dalton to
3: throw him the ball it just didn't help over 10,000 yards second all-time on Bengals receiving yards list and touchdowns list
2: Hey, he'll go into the Ring of Honor or whatever.
3: Seven times, he'll, he'll go in the Hall of Good. <laughs> yes,
2: they should make someone should make a Twitter account like that for <laughs> all sports. The Hall of Good—it's people that just make the just miss the cut for the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of players that you know,
1: essentially should. There's a lot of them that should be in, but they're not going to get into the Hall of Fame. And I think he's just—he's just one of them. That's just how it is. He's just going to be that guy. And
2: oh no. He's not getting the Hall of Fame.
1: If you're a Bengals fan, you it hurts you.
2: You know what else hurts you? Waking up every day in the city of Cincinnati. You wake <laughs> up just why? Yeah. Oh, look, God. I'll tell you
1: this: If AJ Green had Joe Burrow, I think he he's a Hall of Famer. That's fair. That's 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 honestly. You know, then I Carson
2: Palmer that. was put on for the city. Frick, guys, we got to be better. Andy Dalton. Whatever.
1: I think, no, I think he had both of them. I believe Carson Palmer.
2: He probably played at the tail end.
1: Yeah. I think he was definitely in there. I don't know. There's a lot of wide receivers that are so close to it, they're just not in. They're just not quite there. He could get in. He could sneak in because of... No shot. What's the what's the no uh, recent recency bias? He could get in. I don't think so.
2: He's got to compete. Who is he competing with? JJ White and Tom Brady already have two hit names off the top of my head. They're going to be first ballot. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No shot. he could get I can see him getting it on like his like I second can, time. I can't. Possible. No, I can't see it. At it's least not sniffing. Nope. He could, he, he could like go and visit it, like pay a ticket and like go in and Absolutely. see it.
2: Absolutely. Hey, we play a football game there. I'll see you there. You can come watch the there game though.
1: He could probably still play. He oh, he could play. He's probably better it. than every other wide receiver on your team.
2: My team, no. We got some good wide
1: receivers. Jake Green. He,
2: he, right he, he can play no.
1: First hour's done. Second hour coming up.
12: BBC News. I'm Daria Aldinger. The U.S. is mobilizing assistance to the Turkish-Syrian border where a massive earthquake is now blamed for more than 2,300
8: deaths.
6: Frantic search effort is paying off. Survivors being stretchered out from the rubble of tangled metal and chunks of concrete and placed in waiting ambulances. Then off to area hospitals, many of which are already packed. The region sits on top of major fault lines. Some 18,000 were killed in similarly powerful quakes that hit northwest Turkey in 1999. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign News.
12: A small earthquake jolted western New York State this morning. The 3.8 Tambler centered near Buffalo was the strongest to strike the region in decades. Two people are under arrest, accused of plotting an attack on Baltimore's power grid.
9: These plans were stopped thanks to the swift action and collaboration of our federal, state, and local enforcement partners, law enforcement partners. Together, we are using every legal means necessary to keep Marylanders safe and to disrupt hate-fueled violence. U.S.
12: Attorney Eric Barron. The Ohio National Guard has been activated to help the town of East Palestine, where a train which derailed on Friday night continues to smolder. President Biden putting the finishing touches on tomorrow night's State of the Union address. People
0: are struggling and they are not happy with Joe Biden. His approval numbers remain stagnant, but they don't much like the Republican approach either. Consider the looming crisis over the debt ceiling with Republicans threatening to not raise the debt ceiling unless they they get major spending cuts that threatens to plunge the country into default,
12: but 65% of the people in America reject that Republican approach. ABC's Terry Moran. China's accused the U.S. of using indiscriminate force and shooting down a suspected spy balloon off the South Carolina coast. You're listening to ABC News.
0: WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. What's great about bowling is you can bowl well into your
10: latter years. Even now, I get that thing you set it on and it rolls down, and I get the bumper guards on the side. I think that's probably the only way you can beat Zach. I, I, I heard you. I, heard I, you. I, I didn't mean I, I know soldier. That's okay. I
0: didn't mean You got a two-piece coming with a biscuit. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
11: They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund thousands in weekly prizes during the double your refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4 2 Visit jacksonhewitt.com for
10: rules. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, can Consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters
6: for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys. A partner men can count on. 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com.
0: Okay, it's happening. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm. Yeah. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now. 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and
1: Zach. Second hour of the afternoon stretch. Who wants me? Who wants me? (laughs) Devil McKenzie. Who wants Devil McKenzie? Everybody. Not Devlin McKenzie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Devlin,
2: go. when people ask you what you do, what do hey, you do? Hey, Zach what, Williams is here, too. What, what, when people ask you what do you do, both of you, I'll start with you, Zach. i then let Devlin. When people ask you what do you do, what do you tell them? We
1: talk for a living. I say it every time.
2: Is that what you say? Yeah. Talk for a living? What do you say, Devlin? I push buttons. <laughs> Button pusher? I, I don't even know what I say. I can't even think of it.
1: All right, Bruno. Bruno has a big announcement. He's announcing his retirement. Go ahead.
2: All right, guys. Today, <laughs> today I was thinking about all the work I have to do in March, and I really don't want to do it. So I was like, man, I, what if I just don't do it? And I told Zach off air, and now we're talking about it on air. Yeah, I was thinking about all the work that goes into being a pro football player, and I was like, man, this sucks. Like, I'm really, like, dreading it. But who knows? Maybe I'll get closer. and we'll It see.
1: sucks too, to not only do it all that work, but then to not even when you're done with your career, to not even be recognized. You know what I mean? Like AJ Green probably won't be recognized. He'll get some he'll get
2: fame. some out of boys. He'll he'll get some out of boys. I went,
1: sure. I'm looking through like a Hall of Fame monitor. You go to like com. they have like a monitor right there for you, and you can like look mm-hmm. and see. I'm looking at some of the names. AJ Green's way down the list in where you would put him with other Hall of Famers. But guys who are still not in yet, Larry Fitz, which
2: That's insane. He'll be in. Well, has he come up on his year yet?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay, he'll be in. He'll be a first ballot. He'll be sure. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Wayne has not gotten in yet, which is uh, he he will get in. He will get in. Julio Jones obviously will get in when it's time for him to be done, which he has not retired yet. Uh, Torrey Holt, who is not in yet, which greatest show on turf. I mean, that was one of the most deadliest teams and then right in that same breath as those guys I just mentioned we were talking about this off air Antonio Brown is sitting if you're looking at stats he deserves to be in he by far all you 90s Cowboys fans and all you out there and you love the playmaker Michael Irvin and he's on all ESPN shows and he's going crazy and he was this amazing player I get it Antonio Brown destroys him in stats destroys him in stats not even close in less games don't give me the whole well it's a different era of football back then no he destroys him with like 20 less games
2: different era of football doesn't Jerry Rice still hold the receiving record like yes all-time career exactly. yeah it's
1: not an excuse exactly but you look at Michael Irvin who's in the Hall of Fame and I'm not trying to take away from anything from Michael Irvin But 65 touchdowns in his career, 11,000 yards, 11,904, and he had 750 receptions. Still an amazing career. Still a great career. He's in the Hall of Fame. You look at Antonio Brown. Now, remind you, Michael Irvin was 159 games. In 146 games for Antonio Brown, he had 928 catches, Twelve thousand yards and 83 touchdowns
2: now i know it sounds like we're making the case for antonio brown to the hall of fame i'm just saying we're stating the facts
1: i don't see the stat sheet that says he ran off and got naked on the middle of the field social media i don't see that one social
2: media doesn't exist or antonio brown's in the hall of fame quite simply
1: true Well, i mean yeah it could be said for michael urban i mean it didn't exist back then <laughs>
2: it's a great point no and you're I I was emotionless when you said that because uh, you're right. First of all, that guy would have been canceled. There's yes. a lot. Hey, you old people, don't act like you're all above <laughs> above me. Don't act like you're above us. Just you, you all posted- would have gone. You all would have gone down. Well, I know you.
1: Yeah, looking at AJ Green though, I don't know if he gets in. Also,
2: oh, and let me finish my thought. Antonio Brown will not be getting in the Hall of Fame because your conduct does matter. So
1: yeah, I think that'll be. It, it would be. Could you imagine It would have to speech? be a huge comeback of some sort. Uh, not on the field, but off the hey field. Hey, guys.
2: Antonio Brown. Thank you for giving me a Hall of Fame. Uh, follow me on OnlyFans at a real AB12X. <laughs> <laughs> what just probably does, what would happen. He <laughs> does it off.
1: <laughs> no way. But really, he's just trying to figure out like, do I go that way? Or yeah. like, he doesn't know how to get off the podium. Then a
2: person <laughs> you know? comes up to help him, and then he slaps him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't think I don't think uh I don't think Antonio Brown will get in. Just like I don't think uh we're gonna see you know who
2: he has to blame for not getting in?
1: Himself. Devlin I Devlin pointed at himself and I was like, Devlin, did you pause this? <laughs> did you do all this? I'm the downfall of Antonio Brown. It was or whenever he, he took that kick return and punched that Brown's punter in the face, remember? Like hey, he, he like jumped up and stepped on his face. <laughs> he's
2: spark there's no one like he's done things that I couldn't imagine getting away with. He's yeah. Like doing that in a game would be a death sentence for people. He was trying
1: to hurdle him. It just no, didn't work wouldn't. at all. He no, thought he, he was going to go low. Wasn't. Every kicker you see tackle. What do they do? They go for the feet every time. He knew what he was I, doing. I would not. I'm not going to go so boldly to say. You are defending the decision-making
2: of a man who took his pads off naked and jumping jacked off the field in the end zone and then Ubered home on Cameo. What, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? I he just ma-
1: know that's what, that was the moment Devlin was like, I'm going to end this guy's career. Yeah, like, and he did. Good job, Devlin. Vontaze
2: Perfect kind of took care of it, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Steve Smith Sr., see, get in? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I'm looking at his dad. 14,000 yards. Not, not all these guys touchdowns. are
2: going to get in. We say it so matter-of-factly. I mean, we're like, yeah, this guy, yeah, this guy, yeah, this guy. Some of these guys are going to be left off.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, it's definitely. Definitely. Like, Anquan Bolden might be one that doesn't get in. I can see Anquan Bolden not getting in. Just because kind of the same same thing we're talking about with A.J. Green. Anquan Bolden was an absolute dog mm-hmm. in the NFL. But, you know, Hines Ward... Heinz Ward's another one. Uh, you know, you look at the stats, they're good, but is it is it enough? Heinz Ward might get the, Rod Smith, that's an, that's one. Rod Smith, uh, you know, there are they're dogs in the NFL. Tyreek Hill will probably get in with still, I mean, at this point in his career, he could almost have an argument now to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Hall of Fame's so weird, too. It's just so weird, especially sport by sport, the way that, baseball holds it over and and football and then it feels like you don't even hear about it from basketball hardly but yeah baseball hall of fame especially this last year was just ridiculous still upset about that andrew jones definitely should have got in
2: it's not his last year to be eligible though right
1: uh no no it was just he it was his first year and he has stats comparable to to every other first ballot hall of famer to get in
2: whatever that's such a the fact that they have an uh an extra prestige of hall of there's hall of famer and then there's first ballots hall well of you're famers. always
1: gonna have that like peyton manning's a he was a first ballot hall of famer right
2: but the fact that people address people like that like first ballot hall of fame hall of fame's a hall of fame you get in the hall of fame you're in the hall of fame mm. straight up no real work his real respect
1: that's true that's true uh so and eli
2: manning beat him in the pro bowl so how good is peyton manning <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah that, that was i thought i thought you said super bowl i was like that didn't happen <laughs> there could have been though
2: did I say I might have said the Super Bowl? No, you the said Pro, Pro
1: Bowl. You said Pro okay. Bowl. The uh how crazy is that, by the way? It's Super Bowl, obviously, this this Sunday, which mm-hmm. everybody's excited for. Um, how crazy. I did not realize that that the Kelsey brothers are the first brothers to play each other in the Super Bowl.
2: Well, now that you mention it, it's crazy that they are the first. Because it's no one said no one's addressing that. There's not a show. They're the first a- the only you know how you know how I learned it, honestly. Was Indep- from their podcast. Independent reason. No, it was their show. Are you being serious? They were talking about it. Oh, you're being serious? Yeah. I thought it was a bit. <laughs> he, <he's, laughs> I thought it was a bit. No, I'm being dead serious. This has been like a big story for like the past three weeks.
1: It's just crazy to me that it hasn't, they haven't hey, had. I learned
2: they were brothers. Two months ago, so. <laughs>
1: well, I, I'm just saying it's crazy that the NFL hadn't had two brothers. As many, like, prolific brothers in the NFL mm-hmm. there have been that they Shannon haven't. Shannon
2: Sterling. I'm trying to think if there are any more on the top. Uh, any of the Matthews the barbers, family. <laughs> the of, Barbers. Yeah. Tiki Ronde. Eli Payton. Any of the Matthews. Uh, yeah. I'm just I'm two. just
1: surprised that there was, like, at, these are the first. These mm. kids from went to Cincinnati. Yep. Alums of that, of Devlin's. <laughs> <laughs> i just never thought they were i i didn't th- i didn't think that was i thought that was already done by now
2: nope I, I saw time. a
1: video i saw the video of uh they were talking
2: about who where their parents would sit and i think they were like they'll go with travis since he's like single and jason has his own family
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> <kind of deal. laughs> so. i saw that uh that the video it was it was jason watching with the parents watching travis well, watching the chiefs Bengals game the afc championship and the second they won you see t- t- uh jason kelsey takes his he had chiefs gear on and took it off and threw it down and put eagles gear back on the second it was over he was like yep fandom went out second that game that clock strikes zero i hate the chiefs that's what (laughs) he said (laughs) which you know it's fair it's fair
2: yeah and good for them i mean i'm sure they have a healthy day hey they're both already super bowl champs anyways so yeah i guess this is just for the bragging rights this is just for the ha-has for the bi-yearly family meetup that we
1: talked have. about this off air i don't think we talked about it on air travis kelsey could retire after this year
2: yeah, a lot of people Travis Kelsey is in a weird predicament where it seems like he's he's peaking at a very late age. Travis Kelsey a lot of people don't realize how long Travis Kelsey's been in the league. He has grinded to get as good as he is. And we mentioned it last um last week because it was like he doesn't do anything. It's not like he's gotten faster or more athletic. He just take he he's like just aged like a fine wine and he he goes with well with his stride, he plays well to the system. He um he still does all the things well. He's a bigger tight end so he's a mismatch underneath. It's it's like it's like when Andy Reid got there, he just was like, "Hey, there's this diamond in the rough and we're going to exploit him and and it really gave him a Hall of Fame career that he might not have had." Otherwise. Oh,
1: he that speaking of Hall of Fame, I went to look at his like, yeah, he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. Oh, he's going
2: to be a Hall of Famer, but if if you know, if Andy Reid doesn't get to Kansas City, I'm not sure if we're talking if we're talking him over George Kittle so matter of factly.
1: Yeah, no, I would. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. You're saying without Andy Reid? No, 100%. That is, that is something in the NFL that people do not take full account of in, in talking about a player being good or bad. It's so easy to in, in, individualize a player and say, well, they're losing because this guy sucks. And it's like, no, there's a lot of circumstances. Patrick Mahomes. You know, it came out the, a week or two Bears. ago to the, the Bears. He could have went to the Bears. Guess what? Patrick Mahomes would not be Patrick Mahomes if he was in Chicago. He would not be the Patrick Mahomes that we know today. He would not have a Super Bowl ring. He would not have it because he needed to be with Andy Reid. He'd Andy be like Reed, a Joe
2: Burrow-esque figure, like where it's like we don't know where to place I, him on the rankings. But I he's think lesser. I even think
1: lesser than that. I mean, Andy Reid, the offensive mind of Andy Reid, has created Patrick Mahomes. He has created Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes now is get. We could sit there I love and say, how we talk
2: about it so, like, it's the, it's the mind. It's the, like he's just such a genius. He's like, well, we got this big, tall, white guy. Why don't we throw him the ball? <laughs>
1: we have the <laughs> fastest guy in the NFL, <laughs> and we have this giant tight end guy. Let's work them in somehow. Just throw them the ball. Yeah. Now Patrick Mahomes has, like, downloaded that, and he could go to another team and win a Super Bowl. Like, that's possible. I could see Patrick Mahomes leave, go to the Ravens, and they win a Super Bowl with the Ravens. I'm he would look terrible in their colors. It would, yeah. It would be weird. But I could see it, right? I could see that happening and it works out. But Patrick Rome was going into the league without Andy Reed, no shot it happens. Hmm. It just doesn't happen. You gotta have you gotta have the pieces. You gotta have the that's why once again, look, I'm gonna uh, everybody close your ears. I'm gonna talk about Marcus Mariota again. Oh uh, no. <laughs> Marcus Mariota. Throw into the wheel. How screwed was Marcus when he was here in Nashville? Yeah. How screwed was that guy? He We're went through Corey four, Davis in the
2: first round.
1: They went through four. Kendall head Wright. coaches. Ken- <laughs> Four head coaches and five OCs in the time that Marcus Mariota was the was the quarterback. And your here. wide
2: receiver ones were Kendall Wright and Corey Davis.
1: Corey Davis, Delaney Walker. That, that was it. That was all he had. That is that is a recipe for failure. It's so easy to be like, oh yeah, he's he just sucks. No, he doesn't. He was good. No, Marcus Mariota did
2: not suck. We were blessed to have him.
1: They just he had an unfortunate revolving door of head coaches and offensive coordinators coming in and out of his out of his life. Patch bombs got Andy Reid the whole time. He had to, he got to learn under Alex Smith. Marcus Martin showed up. And I know it and was
2: like your starter. And Andy <laughs> Reid, he he lives his job. He takes yeah. it so and other coaches don't do that. Some coaches show up and they coach nine to five and they They won't talk about it, but they do. Andy Reid knew like when I was at mini cam- I was a mini camp guy. I was a tryout guy. Where there's like 13 of us on top of the 80 rookies that are there. And he he knew my name. He was like Bruno. What are you doing? Get the huddle together. I was like, oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> but that just shows you how much research he does to everybody and everything. Like it's it, it means that much to him. So you know you I think you have a point. And that's yeah. why it's it trap There's no secret. Kadarius Tony is more successful now that he's there.
1: I mean, look, Kenny Galladay. Like, I get it. Kenny Galladay, at one point, Kenny Galladay was good.
2: Was the big? He was the biggest name. That's then. why he, he made
1: $70 million. That's yeah. why the Giants paid him. But it, it's just not working in New York. If he went to another team, he would probably be good. If he was on the Chiefs, Kenny Galladay would be good.
3: That's going to be T. Higgins when he leaves Cincinnati. Hot take.
2: You think he's going to be regress. good or bad? You think the, he's
3: going to regress? Gonna, he's going to be the next... Galladay, where he's there's oh he's just buried huge, under talent in Cincinnati a huge price on T Higgins head right now yes and Titans fans are leaves, foaming the moment he leaves not gonna happen he's not gonna be the guy he
1: doesn't have Joe Burrow anymore I just unless don't. he goes to Kansas City or maybe Buffalo yeah. or whatever just one of those teams that have those quarterbacks to help him but if he showed up like here in Nashville because that's where look a lot of Titans fans want T Higgins that that's a that's a big consistency you're going to have to pay him. Titans will never do that because why Titan would you fans? get rid of A.J. Brown? I know
2: you want things. You don't know what you need, though.
1: <laughs> but T. Higgins, you're right. I think you're right. T. Higgins would not be a success here in Nashville the way that he's been. On top of a tremendous wide receiver core with Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd around him and then Joe Mixon running game and then Joe Burrow as your quarterback. He comes here. He's the lone dog. I guess Traylon Burks is there, so maybe it, it works. I don't know. But I think you're right. That, that's, a, that's a great comparison. Kenny Galladay is – or T. Higgins is the next Kenny Galladay. It's just easy. Kenny Galladay's just got one target, like, pretty much for the whole season.
2: <laughs> hey, he's out there throwing out monstrous blocks. Yeah, it's, he's throwing it, a block. It, it speaks to me when you're a guy who should, should, by all accounts, be getting more heat. I've seen some pretty – terrible drops from him though oh yeah but at least he's out there playing hard. vanilla
1: time. Vic out there scrambling you just better throw a block that's all they're saying right now all right we need to take a break when we come back we're going to send it down to dallas texas and we're going to talk with josh bow he covers mavs basketball and business just picked up for him with Kyrie irvin coming in we're going to get the mavs side of this what their thoughts are i i, I was listening to some of their work there with sb nation And to their reaction of all this, they were apparently all together. All these writers were together at a baby shower. And when the news came out, every one of them just left, (laughs) which is tremendous. But we're going to hear about it from him on the other side here on the afternoon stretch.
4: Good afternoon. I'm looking at a crash up against the wall. It's 440 westbound at West End Avenue. Again, that's 440 going westbound over here at Murphy Road, West End Avenue on this crash up against the wall. It's pretty crowded now, but it's moving 40 east at uh, Fessler's all the way out to the airport. 40 east looks like it still wants to slow through Wilson County, Mount Juliet area, actually near 109. That's 40 going eastbound. 24 east is still running slow, approaching 840. That's all from an earlier wreck we had in that section of Rutherford County. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. The nation actually edibles, flowers, concentrates. For orders, log on to snapdragon420.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
1: It's
0: the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane.
2: I've already seen them rolling out the advertisement for this brand new NFL Pro Bowl thing they're trying. Yeah. Uh, with the skill challenge and flag football, And uh, I guess they've decided, you know
6: what, just we're not doing the game at all. Just, you know, forget it. It's been a garbage game for a long time, but yet people still watch. Yeah. You get TV ratings. Sure. Our TV ratings are still good. The McFarlane Show
0: with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Right.
5: Call now 615-844-5600 with any criticism of the afternoon stretch. Don't worry. They're not smart enough to understand.
1: That one always hurts my feelings. The afternoon stretch. <laughs> Reagan, devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the strike and spare family fun center studio. Typically, I'd say jumping on the phone 615-844-5600, but we're going to send it down to Dallas, Texas. If you've been hiding under a rock, mm. then you w- must have missed out on all the big news. That is not official yet. I understand that. <laughs> I saw already some DMs. Not actually official. It's cool. It's it's going. I do believe it's going to happen, so we get to talk about it in the ides of that it's happening. But Kyrie Irving uh, headed to the Dallas Mavericks. That is as blockbuster as you can get. I was sitting here Friday before the show. Uh, saying, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And, and here we are. So now let's go and talk with Josh Bowe. He is a writer for Mavs Moneyball with SB Nation. Uh, Josh, thanks so much for jumping on with us.
14: Thank you so much. And if I could offer some breaking news, the trade actually is official. I uh, just came across my inbox. The the Mavericks have officially announced it. So have the Nets. So the deal is done.
2: Heard it here
1: on the afternoon stretch. Yeah, so you heard it, sure it here about. first. Not Mavs money, boy. You heard it here. Thank you, Josh. uh you're, we'll, we'll send you your uh your ten ninety nine soon enough. Uh, Thank you so much. So, so, first things first. What was your thought when this came across and you saw this? What did you think about that trade? Uh,
14: just kind of a, a deep sigh. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it was uh, it was kind of weird because when the Mavericks were first announced as rumored, like you know one of the teams in the running along with the Lakers. and suns and you know the clippers were rumored as well when i started looking at it and looking at what the nets were and where the mavericks were i was just kind of like man i think the mavericks are gonna they're gonna be the team that, that that pulls this off because looking at the nets they are fourth in the eastern conference they still have kevin durant i was like why why would they want Russell westbrook who would make their team worse like why do they necessarily just want cap space and draft picks when they still want to win with kevin durant and i was like you know if the Mavericks want to make a deal. They could give them players that would, you know, still keep them competitive with Durant. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, man, if the Mavericks really want this, it's going to happen. And and lo and behold, it happened. And it's very complicated, you know, for the Mavericks side of it. It's probably the riskiest move in franchise history when you consider the stakes and you consider – that Kyrie Irving, despite being one of the most talented players in the NBA, is maybe one of the most unreliable stars that the league has seen in the last 10 or 15 years. Um, I mean, this is a guy that when he's on the floor, he's incredible, but he's not on the floor a lot. And there's a bunch of reasons why he's not on the floor. And that's just kind of like the layers you have to peel back and get into. And that's what makes this trade so risky for the Mavericks.
1: I was saying earlier, you know, Jr. of of – course wrestling he, he always he had a quote <laughs> and business is about to pick up it it yeah. seems like it's about to pick up in a big way for you but I mean just the Dallas area having somebody like that it almost feels kind of like anti what the Mavericks have been for so long of not bringing in those big names do you think this is just a shift of of ide- ideology for the Mavs or is this something that maybe you've been seeing a trend of, of coming towards this or is just them coming to the realization that you have to bring in the big names to get into that running
14: i don't know if it's a shift i think they've always wanted to bring in the big names the problem is they've just never been able to close the deal um since 2011 when they won the championship mark cuban's initiative has been let's clear cap space and try to sign a superstar in free agency and let's, uh, you know, put a superstar next to Dirk in his twilight years and that didn't work. And now they cleared cap space uh, in 2019 and they tried to sign uh, Kimball Walker. That didn't work. So they've been trying. Uh, they just haven't been able to do it. And I think the reason why it got done in this instance is basically, I think the, the Mavericks have reached a, a point of, of desperation and You know, Luka Doncic is no longer on his rookie contract. He's on his second contract, which means the clock is ticking in terms of if you've been following the NBA for the last 10 years, you know that these superstars have the ability to throw leverage around and either demand a trade or use their pending free agency to get where they want to go. And the Mavericks in the first year of Luka's big Supermax extension, you know, they're 28 and 26 right now. This is the worst record They've had this deep into the season uh, since Luca's rookie year. You know, the last – every single season they have kind of gotten better than the previous season from Luca's rookie year to, to year two, to year three, to year four. You know, they've been kind of slowly progressing and that culminated with the Western Conference Finals trip. And now they've taken a major – like a pretty major step back. They lost Jalen Brunson. The cupboard is bare. You know, the Chris ops trade didn't work, despite Spencer Dinwiddie turning out to be a better player than I think most had anticipated. And I think they just were kind of looking at themselves, and I I think they were feeling feeling the pressure. You know, you can't win in the NBA without having, you know, star talent. And Luca was their only star talent. And I think that kind of forced them to push their chips in for this type of deal.
1: Talking with Josh Bowe. You can follow him on Twitter at Bowman55. He's writer for Mavs Moneyball with SB Nation. Bruno Reagan, what do you got for Josh?
2: Well, frankly, Josh, I want your opinion. How much better do you think this makes the Mavs? Is this the next jump that takes them from, you know, what you're talking about, maybe a place where since Luca's first year with the Mavs that they're, you know, they're not as successful, does this bring them back up to that competitive stance? Or, you know, how do you think it fits?
14: I think the, the crazy thing about this is once you kind of peel back the off-court issues and what Kyrie's done and suspensions and injuries and missing games, the on-court fit actually is, is kind of brilliant. I mean, these are you think about who Kyrie has played with in his career. He's played with LeBron James. He's played with Kevin Durant. He's played with those high-usage superstars before and has been a really productive player, again, qualifier, when he plays. Mm-hmm. So their skill set with Luka Doncic they, and, and Kyrie, those should mesh really well. And the Mavericks love, uh, you know, with Luka, he loves to pick out isolations, try to find the weakest defender on the floor, and attack. That's kind of the Mavericks' offensive scheme. And Kyrie is one of the best isolation scorers in basketball this season. He's basically, if you look at some of the data, he he is the best this season. And that's going to fit right into what Jason Kidd and the Mavericks' offense likes to run. Um, and you think about their 0-7 in games Luka hasn't suited up in this season. That's obviously pr- probably going to change. Uh, I think when Luca is off the floor, their offense uh, would rank as the worst in the NBA when luka's not playing. Again, Kyrie, that's going to help there. So I don't think it solves all their problems. You know, They are still in the lower uh, half of the league or lower third of the league in terms of, of defense and their ranking defensively. So they're going to need to regroup and and try to find a way to to replace a player like Dorian Finney-Smith in another way, and they're going to need to get some defenders in here. Uh, but in terms for this season, with the West being so wide open, if Kyrie plays and he stays healthy and he and he and he stays on the floor, uh, I think they're a better team than they were you know a couple of days ago. Uh, but they still have a lot of work to do in terms of I think reaching where they want this roster to end up at.
2: I'm glad you mentioned it because I want you to expound on it. What is dallas giving up for this trade and kind of expand on that from you know more a more centralized point because you're obviously not getting kyrie irving for free they're giving up they're giving up capital they're giving up players what do the mavericks lose to gain this talent
14: yeah so they're giving up spencer dinwiddie who's been their second best offensive player next to luca he's had a really nice resurgence since coming to dallas i mean his three-point shooting has been crazy. He's been one of the best corner three point shooters in the league. He's shooting over 40%. And this is a guy that for his career was like below 35, like in the low thirties from three. So a crazy turnaround. Uh, I think that's what helped probably juice this trade a little bit. Cause if he wasn't able to turn around what he was doing when he was in Washington last year, I don't know if the Mavericks have the ammo to get this done. So they're trading to Spencer Dinwiddie and, you know, upgrading with Kyrie kind of sliding into that second guard spot next to Luca. Also trading Dorian Finney-Smith, the Mavericks kind of defensive rock, uh, the locker room rock of the team in a way. He was an undrafted guy uh, in 2016, and he worked his way into one of the more quality role players uh, in the NBA. Widely respected, you know, defensive wing player that can knock down open three-pointers, can rebound a little bit, and had some toughness to him. And you think like every contender could use a player like him, and I think that's also why the deal got done, because you know that's a type of role player you need to surround like a Kevin Durant, like your star. You need someone that's going to do the dirty work and hit open shots uh, when your star gets double teamed. And Dorian Finney-Smith has proven that over the last three or so years. And he's on a really team-friendly contract as well. Um, he does not make that much money compared to the production he gives you. So uh, in addition to that, two second-round picks and then one first-round pick in 2029 – Uh, The 2029 is important because that means the Mavericks can potentially trade some additional picks before then, you know, in 2025 or 2024 or 2027, wherever they decide to do. So they did pay a pretty steep cost. You know, they traded two starters for one starter and this Mavericks team already uh, has a little bit of a talent deficit in terms of depth. So they're going to need to plug in some guys and find a way to get through the rest of the season if they don't make any deals. Uh, but they still, since they only traded one pick, and it's a few, you know, pretty distant pick. It's six years away before they convey it. They still have some flexibility if they want to make some more moves. So uh, definitely wasn't cheap. Um, but uh, I think the Mavericks found it was uh, it was the right move for them.
1: Talking with Josh Bowe. You can follow him on Twitter at Bowman Fifty Five, host of the Mavs Moneyball podcast. So th- this this whole situation with Kyrie Irving. It's taken so many different twists and turns, uh, especially ever since he left out of Cleveland. Goes off to Boston. Wants to be the guy because he was tired of living under LeBron's shadow. Then goes over to the Nets. Has to deal. It seems like he's been wrestling with a lot of different things of, of, of dealing with having a need that he, he, he hates. To, I feel like he's had to realize he is that second fiddle piece, which isn't a bad thing to say, but the NBA is full of role players. Do you feel like him coming in with luca is he is he okay you think to be that second piece because he's gonna have to be
14: man it's fe- <laughs> trying to get inside Kyrie's head feels like uh, an impossible an impossible task to try to figure out what that guy's thinking um you know you are right you know he has played with lebron and you think okay well that's why it can work and it's like well wait a minute he left lebron like he wanted to get out of there so you know what does he really want I think right now in the short term, I think he wants that next big contract. He will be a free agent this summer. He's going to be 31, I believe, by the end of the season. So you think about his injury history and his age. This is probably going to be his last opportunity to get another big, you know, multi-year contract. He wants that four-year max deal. So I think, you know, you think about what he's done the last 20 or so games – He's kind of been on good behavior for the most part, and he's played like he's been on the floor. Uh, he hasn't missed a lot of games due to injury. You know, he, the most games he's missed has been because of the suspension for you know for the remarks he made uh, and the and the, con- the rhetoric he shared. So he's actually in the in the middle of one of his best seasons in years. Uh, so I, I have a feeling that he's going to want to keep that going because he's going to want to secure that big long term contract, and the only way he can do that is if he finishes the season strong. So I have to imagine that's where his head's at. But man, once once you put ink to paper uh, on that multi year contract, uh, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, he could he could decide a month after signing it that he wants to retire. He could decide he wants to be on another team. He could decide a bunch of things because we've seen he's one of the most erratic personalities uh, in the NBA. So. Future, I don't know what he wants, but I think for the next couple of months, I think he's going to want to stay on the court, play well, and secure uh, one more big contract.
1: All right. And, I, you know, with this team built up, I, it's kind of a two-part question I have here, and it'll be your last one here, Josh, and I, I appreciate <laughs> coming on. But the this team, like you were kind of talking about earlier, trading that 2029 20, first-round pick – so they could still move some other picks here. February 9th, obviously, the trade deadline. Do you see this team moving any more pieces to try to bring in for a push? And if not, do you think the team as it is, could they compete with a team out of the East to actually win a finals or let alone just get to the finals through the West right now?
14: Yeah, so I think there's still working the phones. Um, I think now that they've made this move, they've kind of pushed their chips all in. You know, before they made this move, the the vibe was that, that they were gonna be a little bit patient and wait for that big move. Well, they made the big so now there's you know, what are they waiting for? Kyrie's gonna turn 31 soon, you know, you've got Luca playing like an MVP. Why not go all, you know, go all in as you can? So You know, they've got two bad contracts uh, in Tim Hardaway Jr. and Davis Bertans. I'm going to think they're going to try to find a way to see if they can shed those contracts. You've got Christian Wood on an expiring contract who's been pretty good for them, but, you know, he's kind of got his issues as well. Mavericks trying to offer him a shorter extension. He wants a bigger deal. They might try to move him so that they don't lose him in the summer for nothing if he decides he wants to go to another team for a bigger contract. The Mavericks might be comfortable in offering. You know they might look around and try to see what they can find to replace the de- defense of Dorian Finney-Smith. You know there's been rumors the Utah Jazz are offering Jared Vanderbilt or trying to trade him, who's a really intriguing young defensive forward who I think would slide right in uh, into the the hole the Mavericks have at the wing, and maybe the Mavericks can work something there. You know there are actually some some rumors in here say that the Mavericks were going to trade Dorian Finney-Smith to the Jazz for uh, for a pick and and Jared Vanderbilt. So. Might be something there uh, in terms of other names. I'm not too you know too sure, but I think they're definitely going to try to make another move because I think they understand the opportunity they have, and they don't have the guarantee that Kyrie's going to be here after the season ends. So, if he's going to be a rental, you gotta you gotta do what you can to make this season uh, the best it can be. In terms of you know, can they even if they stand pat? I don't know if they can win a title. I feel like those Eastern Conference teams are really good at the top, the Celtics and the Bucks. In terms of getting to the finals oddly enough despite the fact that the mavericks are only two games over 500 and they're in six i'm not too scared of the the western conference if i'm a mavericks fan you know memphis is the two seed denver's the one seed luca you know i looked this up luca has an eight and three record his career against the memphis grizzlies he's eight and six in his career against the nuggets so the mavericks have actually played those teams pretty well despite you know their roster limitations over the last couple years so Luka's so good, he's going to be, you know, outside of maybe playing against Nikola Jokic, Denver, he's going to be the best player on the floor in whatever playoff series he's in. So that always means you have a chance. So I wouldn't say it's likely, but with Luka Doncic, I wouldn't put anything past him.
1: Well, when we get to that point, Josh, we're going to get you back in here, especially for the playoffs, talking more Mavs. Editor, writer for Mavs Moneyball with SB Nation, also host of the Mavs Moneyball podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Bowman55. Josh Bow, thank you so much, buddy, for jumping on. I appreciate it. Thanks
14: for having me on. You'll have a good one.
1: Absolutely. Good stuff there from Josh. Yeah, Mavs, I mean, it's big business. It, it is. They, you don't get to – it's got to be fun, too, if you're Josh or, or another writer in that area getting that big name. I mean, it's like the same kind of it's feeling. It's like if Aaron
2: Rodgers happened to Tennessee. Well, that's what I was going to say. when
1: the, the Tom Brady rumor back yeah. before he ends up going to Tampa Bay was happening. It kind of had that energy. You're just like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? So I imagine now Kyrie actually being there – that is, it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Makes the job fun to be around as well. Uh, once again, go follow Josh on Twitter at Bowman Fifty Five. We got to hit a break. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch.
4: Good afternoon. It's busy, but it's moving better than it was 10-15 minutes ago with that heavy traffic flow on 24 East through Laverne, Smyrna, continuing out through Rutherford County. Lots of radar in 840 in parts of Rutherford over into Wilson County. Still moving out in Dixon County. We haven't talked a lot about it today. Just watch for some radar. I-40 again around 840. Nash Painting is Middle Tennessee's number one residential and commercial painters. Give them a call right now at 615-912-2288. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic
12: hey you know it's a leap year right
4: no the next leap year isn't until 2024 nope
12: it's this year i can prove it here play this new instant game from the tennessee lottery uh okay (laughs) i won see what you did there i jumped up and down no that was a leap Don't miss your chance to
11: jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The
0: Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million.
5: Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
3: Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first time homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are.
11: bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors.
5: As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or on Online at richardcourtney.com.
8: State
6: Your exclusive Nashville Sports Radio WNSR SkyScan forecast for this afternoon. Mostly sunny skies, a high of 62 cloudy skies tonight an overnight low of 45 with a southeast wind at 25 miles per hour utilizing the resources of the the Network, i get Sports a lot Radio. of vacation i understand that however i don't take a lot of sick
0: days these things are not one and the same that was not like i worked eight straight days or i worked super bowl sunday i think i'll give myself a day off i earned it and by the way i could because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing. The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio. The show that makes you
5: thankful for Braves games. The afternoon stretch with Zach and Bruno and Ray.
1: Afternoon Stretch, Brenner Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams, just talked with Josh Bowe of Mavs Moneyball, covers all things Mavs, big news, obviously, Kyrie Irving, it's all official now, officially a Dallas Maverick.
2: Broken on the Afternoon Stretch.
1: Broke it right here. You can check out that if you did not get to catch it, WNSR.com, click the Afternoon Stretch tab, and Devil McKenzie will have it right up there ready for you. I believe it's ready now. No, not quite. It's going to be ready soon, though, so don't worry. Devlin gave me—I look for the—I look for a thumbs up, or I'll look for a head shake. That's the two signs I get from Devlin back there. They—they they are not up yet, but will be. Don't worry. Good stuff though from Josh Bow.
2: Got a big week. Got a big week in sports. Super Bowl week.
1: It is, man. Gatorade. I, every, well, I every, to- right now, everybody's talking about the the national anthem. That's the hot topic bet. Is will the national anthem? It's two two minutes five seconds. Will it go over with Chris Stapleton?
2: <laughs> two, it it's hit the um. Which one is it? The over or the under? Every single year. And last year was the first time I think it it's went like under.
1: It went under two times in the last like ten years. Yeah. So,
2: it. Hey, that's degeneracy. Even I won't go to That's Saying, but so. I love
1: the over with Chris Stapleton. He holds <laughs> on to lyrics. You know, I mean, you listen to, like Tennessee whiskey is his uh, rendition of that song it takes a while Tennessee whiskey you know what I mean he, he holds it out there a while so that one I kind of like that one I'm not gonna lie color of Gatorade I'm seeing like the conspiracy theories of color of Gatorade right now too because it's been blue for this many years or something like that I don't know if I believe that kind of stuff I don't even know if I see him like on the FanDuel app and stuff I don't even know if you really it's hard to find those some have them as just like fun little things. Isn't yeah. Gronk kicking some field goal too? That's going on. He's going to, during the game, he's going to kick I, a field goal on the, the field. I have heard of that. You haven't heard of that? No. Yeah.
2: <laughs> is The Rock going to be out there again? Like, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, Rock's just flexing, <laughs> rips off shirts, shirt, says XFL on it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, he owns a football league. Another thing that's going on under the radar this weekend is uh, Volk and Makachev. They're fighting.
1: Yeah. First off, the the fight card that happened this last weekend ended at 3 a.m. <laughs> that is why, and it, the main event that everyone
2: st- yes, and the main event that everyone stayed up to watch ended in the first round with Derek Lewis getting taken out about five times in a head-on <laughs> triangle, <laughs> which is just boring.
1: <laughs> Did you see Dana White got into a bunch of heat though because he even he tweeted it out wrong. He put out the times and said that it was t- it was ten ten Eastern is when the fight card was going to start and everybody was like no 10 pacific you're way off <laughs> <laughs> which he was yeah i don't know i don't <laughs> even know he was happened. like i don't know <laughs> it's a nightmare they're running
2: that they're running that company by the skin of their teeth it feels like
1: just te- as long as they provide the fights espn will have it on their pro their their content so Damn. it's just content It's all it is but yeah volk and uh uh makachev makachev makachev's just going to clean him up by the way i think so
2: yeah volk's probably a little too small so yep. we'll see and uh, makachev was like All right. you
1: can't kick your way out of this one volk makachev's
2: <laughs> like i feel like the ufc could have done more to promote this fight it's like this is your job bro hey i'll
1: yeah. say this they hit, could have they've done nothing i didn't even realize it was this weekend
2: <laughs> yeah true Whatever. super
1: bowl weekend you're gonna put a pay-per-view on saturday
2: one of their biggest fights, the number one. This is the number one and number two pound for pound UFC fighter fighting each other. One's moving <laughs> up a weight class to essentially put his name his name in the hat for greatest of all time. So and, and doing, it's gonna do two hundred K buys. Yeah, it's gonna do nothing.
1: <laughs> it's gonna do absolutely nothing. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. If you want to get in, final moments of the show today. We're done for the day. Uh, after this one, it is a great time though, February sixth to look back what happened today in sports history. Today in sports history, February 6th, what do you think the, the majority of things we're going to see on this is both of y'all, if y'all want to talk or not,
2: it's all, it's all pro bowl stuff, right?
1: It's, it's, yeah, it's all NFL for sure. Yeah. It's a lot of NFL. Super Bowl used to be in this time, though. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because the Pro Bowl used to be after the uh, Super
2: Bowl. Ah, you're right. So they this was Super Bowl. We added another team to the playoffs.
1: Right. Uh, 1926 this is the very beginning of the list, so sports didn't happen on this day before that time frame. NFL rules college students ineligible until college classes graduates. Wait, what? That was the sentence that was on here. <laughs> yeah. I read that verbatim. I want everyone to understand. Say it that. again. Say it again. NFL rules college students ineligible until college classes graduates Who wrote this <laughs> This is on the same place I go to every time I think what they're trying to say is in 26 the NFL ruled that college students could not go into the league until they graduated Okay That's what I think they're trying to say on that one Uh which is no longer the case anymore Yes Yeah you can definitely get in before you graduate uh let's see here don't want to talk about cricket i mean there's there's always one here's 1932 first olympic dog sled race at lake <laughs> placid new york
2: that's you know that's not the olympics anymore i guess they they took that remember out
1: remember the Iditarod? i mean it's still going i guess but the Iditarod was like such a big thing when i was in elementary school it mm-hmm. was just like you thought that was the main sporting go- i literally thought from in in like 4th grade you that the was Iditarod a was a super bowl. Of,
2: you thought it was going to be like a big focal point of your life.
1: Quicksand, right? Yeah. I, quicksand, you thought as a kid quicksand's everywhere. I thought we were going to be in quicksand all the time. I have there's not been one time in my life I've been near quicksand. <laughs> I did a Rod. I thought that was a super bowl. I don't know what that is. You don't know the it's the big dog sledding race out in uh, Alaska.
2: Never seen it. No.
1: Nope. Really? No. Nope. Clarksville Elementary School has failed you.
2: <laughs> East Montgomery,
1: yeah. East Montgomery, yeah. That's you, you know what the I did is, right? Devlin? No. Oh my gosh. Wait, Ohio, uh, nineteen fifty-eight. Baseball Hall of Famer Ted Williams, no relation, becomes the highest-paid player at MLB.
2: Oh, thanks for reminding. I had no idea.
1: <laughs> when he resigns with the Boston Red Sox for how much to become the highest-paid player in what baseball? Year, what year? What
2: year? Year? Nineteen fifty-eight. Oh. 200 grand
3: Devlin I'm gonna shoot above and ruin it
1: 10 million right yeah that's what you're gonna say (laughs) I don't know 300,000 135,000 dollars which in 58 was probably a lot of money money, but yeah 135,000 Baseball has taken a ginormous leap.
2: (laughs) Well, so has every expense in the modern world. (laughs) Every commodity.
1: 1971. Not really a sports stat here, but whatever. 1971. American astronaut Alan Shepard is the first to hit this on the moon. What is it? Golf ball. Bing, bing, bing. Good job, Devlin. Hit the first one to hit a golf ball in space. I wonder if that ever came down.
2: I'd be, the, I'd be the first one to hit a reverse go-go plato. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know if anybody took yogurt up to the whatever that was you said. <laughs> uh, let's see here. What else we got? Uh, NFL Pro Bowl, 1983, Aloha Stadium. NFC beats AFC 20-19. to 19. The MVPs were Dan Fouts and John Jefferson. That was probably when they actually played.
2: The last time they cared. It had to It's have just been the last weird. Time. When, I want to know when the shift was where everyone was like, we don't care anymore.
1: When the money started going up, that had to have been it.
2: What do you mean, going up?
1: When they started making just buku bucks, they were like, I'm not making oh, money for yeah. this. I, I'm, I'm putting myself at risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, But then you had the Sean Taylors of the world who would just clean up Hunter's clock you know that that kind of stuff doesn't exist anymore. 1995, MLB outfielder Daryl Strawberry suspended from baseball for 60 days for positive cocaine test. Word, <laughs> just partying. That's your kind of baseball player, right there. <laughs> yes, sir. That's your, that's your Got a little edge to him. A little edge, a little mean streak, if you will. Uh, 2011, who won the Super Bowl in 2011? Now, is this the two, This is in the year Patriots. 2011. But remember that. So, it's 2010 season. Steelers? They played in it. Did not win. Patriots. Just all wrong. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers oh, beat the wrong. Pittsburgh Steelers. I had no idea,
2: but Patriots won like half of them. So, I was like, this is a good guess.
1: 31-25. <laughs> to 25, They played down in Cowboy Stadium in Arlington, Texas. That is how that happened. And then the final Pro Bowl to ever be played the way that the Pro Bowl has been played forever, I believe, happened today. 2022 Allegiant Stadium, Las Vegas, Nevada. AFC beats the NFC 41-35. to 35. Justin Herbert is the MVP alongside Mad Max Crosby with the Las Vegas Raiders. And that is what happened today in sports history. Wow. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. I mean, did I skip some things? Absolutely. Did I skip Brazilian jockey uh, Jorge <laughs> Ricardo equals world record number of victories for a jockey? 12,844. That's a lot of wins to have in anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the horse. How much horse racing have y'all ever watched?
2: Uh, I already told you this story, but when we were at Tampa for the USFL last year, we had to, Todd made us watch a horse racing documentary. Oh, was it on a war machine or, wh- or what was it?
1: Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. You said war machine. And now I'm thinking, now, now I'm thinking MMA Avengers. He, no, I'm oh. thinking Avengers. I'm yeah. not even thinking.
2: What was that horse's name? <sighs>
1: oh it my gosh i can't get out. off i can't get off the show until we figure that out i can't believe i'm forgetting i know this too which is so un like so- warhorse right it's just warhorse is the movie
2: uh yeah is it Sea Biscuit?
1: well seabiscuit is one of them but there's a movie that's called warhorse
2: I think Seabiscuit was the one we were talking. It might, about.
1: yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Warhorse is. War, you're thinking of Warhorse, the movie. Okay. But the, yeah, you're thinking of Sea Biscuit. Yeah, that was like
2: <laughs> one of the most famous stories. The underdog yeah. horse. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm not throwing Todd under the bus, but he was like tearing up when we were watching the movie all together. I was like, this is, this is a fever dream. What we're doing right
1: now. A- <laughs> USFL baby. No, no Jeff Fisher this year though. No. Nope. No Jeff Fisher. He Golden Quits. Max
2: Montana. Shoot down the Chinese balloons before they cross the border. <laughs> Thank you,
1: Jeff. I saw a photo of him. Man, he is older looking now.
2: Uh, yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I still you're gonna, Hey, him. you're gonna get real old one day too. No, no. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you not. Never know.
1: Never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done. Remember, nobody's told you I love you, and you matter. Have a great night. We'll see you next time here on Nashville Sports Radio.